Glory to God. Praise the Lord tonight. My, what a glorious day in the house of the Lord. Wonderful baptismal service this morning. Worship in the Word and 15 people baptized. And I have reports that seven, eight, ten people were at the altar call responding to Christ to receive the Lord. I don't know about you, but this is one of the greatest days I've ever lived. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Tonight, message title, Shout of a King. Shout of a King. Well, there's more to the message, but I had to pull out one title, so there it is. Shout of a King. Exodus 32 and verse 18. Moses' words. Moses said, he was coming down from the mount, down into where the people were. He said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery that shout for victory. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. The voice of them that shout for mastery, the voice of them that cry for being overcome, and the noise of them that sing do I hear. I'm not particular about the context tonight of Exodus 32, the golden calf, Israel, that set up the golden calf and fell into that great sin. But I'm concerned and interested in Moses' threefold revelation concerning the voice of God's people and what our voice is prepared to do. All three are there. The voice of those that shout for, for mastery, shout to gain, to secure victory. The voice of those that cry for being overcome. The voice of those that sing. The truth is we need all three. As we move through life, we will find that we're moving in three dimensions. There'll be times we'll be shouting. There'll be times we'll be sighing. There'll be times we'll be singing. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 7. And this he said of Judah. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah. Judah means praise, the people of praise. Hear, Lord, the voice of praise. Hear the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and may you be a help against his enemies. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah. Genesis 29, 35. And she conceived and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, meaning praise. This mother that came to a point in her life and said, now I will praise the Lord. She named her son Judah. Have we had that kind of experience in our life that we say, from this point on, I will praise the Lord. From this point on, I will walk after God in the praises of the house of the Lord, and I will be involved with God. Sometimes we're shouting, sometimes we're sighing, but always we're singing. Number one tonight, the voice of them that shout for mastery, the voice of them that shout to gain victory. People that need victory, and they know there's a shout that's involved. Numbers 23, 21 says, God has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. The shout of a king is among the people of God. Now, some churches maybe don't understand this revelation, but we do in this house. 
But all you have to do is look in the Word of God and know that God wants His people to shout for victory, to shout for mastery, to overcome their enemies. There are some battles we simply cannot win unless we learn the shout of a king, unless we learn to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. 1 Samuel 17, Now the men of Israel and Judah rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley into the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shariam, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Psalm 47.1, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Good soldiers of Jesus Christ know when to shout and how to shout. And they realize how, how important this weapon is in the praises of the Lord. Individually, personally, but corporately in the house of the Lord as well. The shout of a king is among us. Now you may be afraid of the sound of your own voice. You may be intimidated yet. I was when I was a young man. My voice in the house of the Lord, to hear my own voice. But the Lord will deliver us from those fears so we can get involved as the soldiers of Christ and the, those who war with the weapons of our God. Afraid of our own voice. But don't wait too long. There's somebody else that's afraid of your voice, and that's the enemy of our souls, the enemy of your soul. Satan, the devil, get thee behind me, Satan. Away with you, Satan. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. The Bible is clear. The shout of God's people was instrumental in bringing down the walls of Jericho, the impasse, the opposition. It's the first city they had to take to go into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of Canaan, the inheritance and the promise of the Lord. And God taught his people how to shout at Jericho. And when they lifted up a shout, the walls came down. 2 Chronicles 13, 14. And when Judah looked around, to their surprise, the battle line was at both front and rear, and they cried out to the Lord. And the priests sounded the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and apostate Israel before Abijah and Judah. The men of Judah gave a shout, and as they shouted, God struck down their enemies. We need the shout of a king. We need to shout for the mastery. We need to shout to gain victory in our lives. In the high praises of the house of the Lord, in the high-level worship of the house of the Lord, let's lift up a shout unto God. When you're driving in your vehicle and the pressure of circumstances or a situation is on your heart, there are times the Holy Spirit will lead you in a mighty battle cry. That shout of the king, you break the circumstances, you break the pressure, you drive back the enemy in your home, in situations where you need breakthrough, there is a shout to gain victory. There is a shout to gain mastery, the Bible says. 
Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, the voice of them that shout for mastery. And I trust tonight that as we grow in the Lord and increase our faith, that there will be a greater declaration, a greater battle cry that comes forth from us, and we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know when that shout should be lifted before the Lord. Number two, the voice of them that cry for being overcome. The voice of them that cry for being overcome. And there's not a person here who doesn't face it. Areas of our life where we need answers from God. Health, healing in our bodies, circumstances, financial pressure, sorrow, heartache, disappointment, prodigal sons and daughters. There are times that we weep with tears because we do not yet have the victory of God in our life in a certain area. We have not yet seen the breakthrough. We've not yet seen the deliverance. And we must cry because we're still being overcome. We haven't secured the fullness of God. We haven't come out on the other side of the battle. And there are times that we must sigh and we must cry before the living God. The Lord has great promises for us. Psalm 28, verse 1 and 2. Think of prodigal sons and daughters. Parents that weep. Parents that cry because they have not yet seen the answer of God in that area of their life. This is the voice. This is the voice of those who cry for being overcome. But God says, that cry I will answer. That cry I will hear from my people. Psalm 28, verse 1. To you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. To you will I cry, O God. To you will I cry. Psalm 145, 18 to 19. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The comfort of the Lord in times of weeping, the comfort of the Lord in areas of brokenness, in area of defeat, where the victory of God has not yet manifested in our lives, we cry out to the Lord. Psalm 61, 1 to 4. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. What a beautiful scripture. Hear my cry, O God. I'm no different than anyone here. There are times in my life when I haven't been shouting, I've been sighing. I've been weeping to get answers from God. And in the pain and heartache and sorrow, the Lord has lifted me up. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You've been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. 
I will abide in your house. I'm going to get into the presence of the people of God, and I'm going to find my solace, and I'm going to get encouraged, and I'm going to be lifted up, and I will trust in the shadow of your wings. Prodigal sons and daughters, I thought about it this week. Deborah and I came on staff of this church in 1978. For three years before that, we'd been in another city in Alberta, Lethbridge, working under another ministry. We came back to the church here. The late Reverend A.G. Forsyth, his wife Beverly, founded the church, my wife's father and mother, the Forsyths. And we were on staff in 1978, and Deborah. Her sister Denise is here tonight as well, part of this congregation. Had a younger brother, just a few years younger than them. And he was brought up in the house of the Lord, brought up in the family of God. But as he came into his mid-teenage years, he began to drift in his spirit. Didn't want to go to church, spend time away from the family, from the house. There was evidence he was dabbling in drugs, hanging around with the wrong people doing his own thing, and I remember how burdened my father-in-law, Pastor Forsyth, was. It, he, couldn't, he couldn't get away from the burden of his soul, crying out to God. I was on staff. We were together every week here and there, and so often he confided in me how he was so burdened, and he couldn't rest day and night, prayers and fastings and seeking God for his son. Son was now 18 years of age, not in church, walking away, living his own life. And, and I, I, used to, I used to say to my father-in-law, you know, I said, Dad, Forrest, I don't, don't take it so hard. I mean, he's just, he's a teenager. He'll, he'll come around. He'll get over it. But my father-in-law couldn't rest. Pastor Forsyth couldn't rest. Burdened, crying out to God day and night, week after week. A year went by, and in the fall of 1979, a minister came to, guest minister came to minister at the congregation, and somehow, lo and behold, Ron Forsyth was his name. Ron Forsyth came back to church for that series of meetings. It was, there were some meetings during the week and then the weekend, and there was a real connection between him and this preacher. And he drew close to this preacher, and this preacher prayed with him, shared with him, talked with him, went over the things of God, and, and there was a softening of this young 19-year-old man's heart. A few weeks later, November 25th, 1979, on a Sunday evening, a car hit him broadside and took his life, and he was gone. Pastor Forsyth and I went to the funeral home a day or two later and went into the cold room there and we laid hands on that young life and we prayed for resurrection life to enter him, but, but he was gone. A flicker of light, a moment of hope of an opening to his heart, and a few weeks later he was gone. I've thought about that many times in my life. Said, I'm so glad Pastor Forsyth couldn't rest and didn't rest 
I'm so glad he didn't just push it off as a teenager having some rebellious moment, but he'll come around. In a few weeks, he was gone. The cry of the oppressed. The cry of the oppressed. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people have asked me, Pastor, what would you do if your sons or your daughters weren't serving the Lord? I said, I would be on my face day and night with fasting prayers and tears and calling out on the name of the Lord. This is life and death. This is eternity. This is heaven and hell. And when there's a sigh in your spirit and you're overcome and you do not see the victory of God, by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit, pour out your heart before God. Hear my cry, O oh God, when I cry unto you. Lift up your voice to God. Don't just bear the burden on your own. Don't shrug it off. Say, Holy Spirit, I know you're pushing me right now in that sigh, in that cry, because you want to bring victory and you want to bring a deliverance. Isaiah 43, 5-7, Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, I am, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Isaiah 43, 5 to 7. Pray it a thousand times in your life. Turn to the north and say, North, give up, give them up. Turn to the south and say, South, give them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the east and from the west, everyone who's called by my name. Call them back to the house of the Lord. Call out in the spirit, prophesy, and call the sons and daughters home, and call the unsaved home, call the souls of earth back to the presence of the Lord. The cry, the voice of those who cry for being overcome. Areas where we do not see victory yet, but by the grace of God we will. And in the meantime, we'll be faithful to sigh before the Lord and weep with tears. Number three, worship team, come please. The noise of those who sing. The noise of those who sing. Sometimes we're shouting, sometimes we're sighing, but most often, or always, we're singing. Never stop singing. I'm never going to stop singing. Psalm 104, 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Isaiah 51, 11, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy. You want some everlasting joy? You've got to keep on singing. Coming out of captivity, 
coming out of sin and darkness, those that have been bought by the precious blood of Christ shall come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I'm never going to stop singing. Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. The worship of the house of God is one of the greatest tools of evangelism there is. People see our praises, people hear our praises, and they begin to put their trust in the Lord. He's put a new song in our mouth. Exodus 15, 1 to 3. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord. They just come through the waters of baptism. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. Yahweh is his name. Never stop singing. Never going to stop singing. The voice, the noise of them that sing, do I hear? Never stop singing. You know, when we stop singing, a lot of funny things can begin to go on in our head and in our heart. But when we're singing, the presence of the Lord fills our soul and we're lifted up. As long as we're singing, we're being filled with the presence of the Lord. Heaviness breaks. Circumstances break. Pressure breaks. I'm never going to stop singing. The redeemed of the Lord shall come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. Sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Ephesians 5, 18 to 19, the Bible says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Let's stand together tonight. Sometimes we're shouting, sometimes we're sighing, but always we're singing praises unto the Lord our God. Hallelujah. The altars are open tonight. If you'd like prayer, like to consecrate yourself to the Lord, give your life to the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ, want somebody to pray with you, want to dedicate yourself to the Lord, the altars are open. Let's take a few minutes as we close out this service and thank God for a glorious and wonderful day. Let's thank the Father for a wonderful Son, Jesus Christ. Let's thank the Lord for his victory. Let's thank the Lord that he's given us a voice that we can use. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him victorious unto his people.